The reading tonight is taken from Matthew 5, verses 38 to 48, and you can find it on 970 of your church Bibles. It's 970, beginning at verse 38. You have heard it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you going to do more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good evening, everyone. I nearly didn't make it tonight, but I'm here. It's good. Shall we, um, shall we just pray? Yeah, Lord Jesus, I just thank you. Thank you for um, your presence tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would speak through me. Lord, I pray that what I say is of you. Would you use me tonight, Lord? Lord, would you come powerfully by your Holy Spirit? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Right, so as Jit said, we are... We're looking at the Sermon of the Mount, and tonight is a really easy passage for us all to, um, to take in. I'm sure we're all experts at it, and I'm just going to give you a, f- a few of my little thoughts, and um, yeah, you can give me some feedback afterwards. But um, this is a really easy thing for us, for, a, for Christians, to, to cope with. To turn the other cheek, to um, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and to love your enemy, to pray for them. It's, um, it's really basic stuff. But Jesus calls us, doesn't he, to do all of these. So let's, um, let's dig in tonight. So, so I think this, this kind of passage is, um, it's, I think it's probably the most challenging and difficult one so far. Because it's, it's personal to us all. Because I think we all struggle with, with turning the other cheek with loving our enemies. I know I certainly do. The question I've been asking myself this week is is just how literally 
does Jesus want us to apply this to our lives? You know, there's, there's text, isn't there? Um, we've got any in church. There's normally some up here. Bible verses, what people kind of uh, write in tapestry. Um, in churches, there's um, famous Bible verses. Um, but very rarely do you see these verses on greeting cards or in churches because it's really challenging. But I think if we can take this on board, if we can be passionate about seeing this scripture lived out in our lives, I think we can see revival. I think if we can turn the other cheek, if we can love our enemies and pray for our enemies, the people what hurt us, the people what persecute us, I think, you know, we will see lives transformed in our city, in this world. But we somehow, sadly, we kind of miss these out. We miss these opportunities out. Turn the other cheek. So I've done a bit of research because I, I kind of struggled with an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Well, what does that mean then? What does that mean in the context of, of God's word? So this is my kind of thoughts, really, um, and my research. So an eye for an eye was part of the Israelites' kind of justice system, a simple principle for an eye for an eye. If there was a serious injury, um, you were to take the same action. And we see this in, um, in Exodus, Exodus 21, verse 24, where, we're kind of, where they talk about a, um, a burn for a burn, a cut for a cut, a wound for a wound. But there is no indication in the Bible of, um, of these verses being taken literally. There is no indication of uh, people being um, cut or, or foots being cut off or hands being cut off in retaliation. And it's mentioned two other times in the Old Testament as well. In Leviticus... And in Deuteronomy as well, I can give you these verses, you can have a look this week or later on. And each time um, that these verses are being used, they've been used in, in a kind of, in a justice system by a judge. So an eye for an eye was meant to be a guiding principle, um, a guiding principle. So it was, it was never meant to be used as, as vigilantism or setting, set, uh, settling personal grievances. So it seems in the New Testament, the kind of Pharisees seem to have taken the eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth and applied it to their everyday kind of personal relationships. And they thought that seeking personal revenge was acceptable. Someone punches you, you return that back. And I guess some of us feel like that as well, if we're honest. If when we're driving our cars, you know, how Christian are we? Someone cuts us up, do we go, oh, I'll pray for you, bless you, in the name of Jesus? Or do we go, Rah! and curse them and, um, yeah, do funny things with our fingers? And um... So do we go by the words or do we go by the spirit of the words? Like in, in Matthew, Matthew 5, verse 29, 
You know, where he talks about gouging the eyes out. That's not to be taken literally. So I think here in this section, we should go and we should be led by the spirit of the words. So for example, Jesus is not teaching us that, um, that we don't need policemen or police women, that if a policeman is a Christian, that he shouldn't have the right to defend himself, or that if, if, if we get mugged, that we shouldn't turn the other cheek. He's not talking about physical violence. Of course, we should be able to defend ourselves, defend our property. If someone breaks into your home. When Jesus talks about turning the other cheek, he means, I think he's talking about verbally. And that we shouldn't retaliate verbally. And it's a hard one, isn't it? It's a tough one for us to understand, for us to, want, for us to live out. Under the law, we have the right to, to fight back. We have the right to, if someone accuses us, we have the right to, um, to put our name right. We have the right for justice, and that's fine. You know, we can throw the book at people. But then Jesus tells us, don't raise even a finger to defend yourself or make yourself look good. There's a big difference between the Old Testament era and the New Testament era. You know, we have been instructed in these verses by our Saviour, by Jesus. In ancient times, they were instructed by the law. They were protected by the law. But Jesus, so radical as he is, he turns that around. And Jesus tells us, he makes it really personal to us. In verse 39, he makes it personal by saying, I tell you, I tell you. He's getting personal with his disciples. It means we're protected by love. And why? Why is he teaching us this? Because he wants the best for our lives. And he wants us to inherit the kingdom of God. If we defend ourselves verbally, and I feel we grieve the Holy Spirit. Or if we react angrily, in anger, you know, someone says something and we, we snap back, the Holy Spirit is grieved. But if we act in love, and if we don't fight back, verbally, then the Holy Spirit isn't grieved. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Fear has to do with, with punishment, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It has to do with punishment. I want my rights 
I want that person punished. But when I punish, when I see them punished, it's because I'm afraid that God won't deal with them. That the world will listen to them. That my reputation will be hurt. And in this passage, Jesus is calling us, us tonight, to a new radical way to be Christ-like. It's not easy. It's not easy being a Christian. It's not, you know, we don't come to church to feel comfortable. You know, Jesus wants us to be passionate about these verses. He wants us to be passionate about the scriptures. And we can't really water down his teaching. You know, if we want to see our city transformed, if we want to see lives transformed, then we need to be passionate about his word. Jesus is talking to everyone here tonight. You know, what I love about Jesus is he's always looking for ways to get really personal. And he's always looking for a relationship, a relationship with us. I look at this passage and I, I see Jesus sat with his, his friends, his disciples. And he starts to teach them some hard teaching about turning the other cheek. about going the extra mile, about loving the people who persecute you. He's not talking about religious laws. He's not talking about religion. He just, what he's talking about personal attitudes. Jesus invited, he invites the disciples, he invites us to outstrip the Lord laws, to outclass them. But let's not beat ourselves up. We've all failed in this area. We've all failed in turning the other cheek. We've all failed in, I certainly have, in loving my enemy. But we can't just sit back and do nothing. So how can we apply this to our lives? How can we take this into our workplaces, into our schools, universities? And the only way is by letting Jesus in. Letting Jesus take control of your life. Putting him in the driving seat. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. You know, half the time I, I come to church and Jesus is in the back of the car. And I, I, I get, out the, get out of the car and I open the boot and say, let's go to church. I put my church face on. Jesus wants, doesn't want that to happen. He wants to live in our lives all the time, seven days a week. He wants full control. But will we let him? Will we let Jesus in? to see life transformed. 
in Luke 6, verse 27. It says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other. Also, if someone demands your coat, offer your shirt. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. But Jesus is calling us to a different way. I mean, who does that? Who here tonight is an expert at this? Because I'm not. Not many of us. It's what, it's what sets Christians apart, isn't it? Because it's not natural. It's not easy. It's not an easy response to walk away, to not fight back. It takes courage to do these things. Any fool can fight back. Any wimp can retaliate. Any idiot can say something back. God wants us to love our enemies, to do good to those who hate you, to bless those who curse you, to pray for the people who hurt you, and to turn the other cheek. Is that easy? No. You can only do this by being filled with God's love. And it's the most powerful form of witness. I really believe if, if we really take this on board passionately, you know, we could see people's lives transformed. When we refuse to retaliate and instead respond in love at work or where, whatever context we're in with somebody who doesn't like you, God will be pleased and you're going to be blessed. You know, Jesus paid a price for me and for you. And there's a price to be paid for us for following him. You know, if you want to be popular in this earth, it's not part of his plan. It's not part of the guarantee of being a Christian. Our reward is in heaven. I kind of feel at the heart of, of all this, of all these verses, as challenging as it is, at the heart of it is forgiveness. Total forgiveness. We're just going to watch a, a short video in a minute when Nick kind of gets it up. But just before that, I was just brought back to the cross. And have, have you noticed that when Jesus was, he was hanging at the cross, what did he say? He did not say, I forgive you. He said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. He went on to say, for they do not know what they are doing. It goes to show, doesn't it? That most people we have to forgive, they don't even know they're doing anything wrong. They don't even know they're hurting us. 
It's so hard. Total forgiveness is not saying that what you've gone through isn't right or acceptable or that justice should not be done. Total forgiveness isn't saying that you are a doormat. I'll just talk you through this video just before it comes on. This song was inspired by a, um, by a, a singer called Matthew, Matthew West. And basically, a lady uh, wrote to him. She lost her 18-year-old daughter. She was killed by a drink driver. Um, a drink driver, he got 22 years in prison for running over her daughter. And of course, as a mother, as a father, you would be devastated. And she was. But then two years into his conviction, she was deeply convicted by God. She was challenged by the Holy, Holy Spirit to forgive.
a powerful story, isn't it, of, um, of a mother's forgiveness. And you know, if I'm honest, I don't think I could forgive like she forgave. But Jesus calls us, doesn't he? He calls us to be like that lady, like that mother, to forgive the people that hurt you. It's not saying that what they've done is right. But he's calling us to forgive. So we just close our eyes. And we're just going to listen to this song that, um, that inspired Matthew to, to write about forgiveness. And just while this song's playing, maybe Jesus will show you somebody. Somebody you need to forgive. Maybe it's someone who you've already forgiven, but Jesus is showing you again. So let's just listen to these words and just listen to what God wants you to do. Who's that person that God is showing you?